Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. To those guests who've just joined us, welcome. Our next stop is the Magic Kingdom. Ladies and gentlemen, we are approaching our station at the entrance to Main Street, USA, gateway to the seven theme lands of the Magic Kingdom. Welcome aboard the Monday Morning Monorail Podcast. This is Justin Monorail, and I have two, count them, two people joining me live via the Magic Morning Monorail video chat hotline copyright 2019. Um, <laughs> that's right. Two Monorail fam family members reporting live from Orlando, Florida. And let's start with the newest resident of the Orlando area. Who do we have on the line? Garrett. Garrett. Or Chicken Nugget. Chicken Nugget. <laughs> you forgot your name. Chicken Nugget Garrett Monorail is here with us and um, the newest annual pass holder? What? Unbelievable. I'm very jealous of you, Garrett. And also joining us in the same apartment, in the same room, on a separate computer, is... Samantha Monorail. Samantha Monorail is here. How are you doing? Me. <laughs> How are you doing, guys? How's Orlando? It's hot. Well, it's hot here, so I can imagine it must be a lot more smothering, smoldering where you're at. So, but yeah, I said yesterday we started the countdown. Three more weeks until we are all going to be recording in Orlando. Yay! Yeah. For now, we still got to do this thing in two different locations. So this is episode number 58 of the podcast, and today is May the 27th be with you of uh, 2019. <laughs> That's how it works. You have to say it for all of May. And you know, yesterday was the official Star Wars day. So later on in the show, we're going to talk a little bit more, more about Star Wars in the Walt Disney World parks. But for now, I want to talk with Garrett because yesterday you got to break in that annual pass. And I want to know, how was your first day in the parks as an annual pass holder? Well, it kind of felt the same. It felt the same? Yeah. What do you mean? Good or bad? I mean, it was a lot easier because I didn't feel obligated to do everything, but I still felt like everything was still pretty awesome. Okay, good. So you're not saying it was just like, well, it was fine. You're just saying it still feels magical. Yeah. Well, good. I'm glad that it's maintained the magic. I know you tried to get a fancy custom magic band and all of the ones you wanted were sold out, huh? Yeah, there were only just the normal color ones. That's crazy, because they just started doing the upgraded Magic Bands last week, and already they're all out of stock. But that's crazy to me, because you said people who already have uh, passes weren't eligible for right, this. Right, right. So are they saying just because they released this, that many people went out and bought passes? No, I don't think it's that. I think if you had an upcoming stay and you were more than 10 days out, you could go and upgrade your band. Everyone who has a stay upcoming that's more than 10 days out, they were allowed to go in there and do that. So, and then there were, yeah, I'm sure there were some new people who went ahead and got their annual pass and they were able to do it. You know, Garrett, Garrett was on the back end of that. You would think um, just a week later you'd be able to do it, but yeah. Yeah. It sounds like they didn't um, have enough inventory, so. Yeah. They didn't predict demand, I guess. Yeah. But Garrett, so 
since you couldn't get one of the fancy upgraded annual pass magic bands, I know you decided to go ahead and get a, a custom magic band so that you could have something to wear in the meantime. So what did you go with? Yeah, I got a figment magic band that's also an Epcot magic band. Epcot 35? Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. cool. And I just need to add, no one should feel sorry for Garrett that he <laughs> didn't get this band that he wanted online because he got the fanciest magic band we could find. <laughs> <laughs> so, Garrett, you tweeted it out on your Twitter account, and I retweeted it from the Monday Morning Monorail account. It is cool. It looks very you, nice. You got more likes on that tweet than I did on the original. <laughs> well, I don't know why. We got more followers, so statistically, you know, it's more likely that you'll get more likes from the Monday Morning Monorail account. I wouldn't take it personally. No. But people like it. I mean, Figment's got a lot of fans out there. I think you made a very wise choice. I was very proud of that one. And we think it's a effects magic band too, right? Yeah, it is. Did you actually it's get to... for Epcot. It's only for Epcot, you think? I think, yeah. Okay. I want to know what it does when you use it at Epcot. I'm excited to find out. You got to tell me. Maybe make a video of it. If you can. Yeah. Yeah, we'll definitely get a video. Cool. Well, um, I know you were saying the first park you wanted to go to as an annual pass holder was Animal Kingdom. Uh, how did that work out for you? Did you make it to Animal Kingdom yesterday? It was pretty fun. I got to get the uh, Lion King ice cream. Yeah. Bugs and grub. Yeah. So, okay. That's a good one. So, we, we actually uh, tweeted out that there was... There's some limited time food offerings available in the Animal Kingdom that are related to the Lion King. And one of the feature items is this Bugs and Grub ice cream cone that I knew. I tweeted it at you because I knew that you'd have your eye on it. It's a green cone with cookies and cream, dirt crumbles, gummy worms, and a chocolate beetle, and it's chocolate ice cream. How was it? It was really good. It looks delicious. Yeah, he said he wants to eat it out when we go to the park every time. And <laughs> no, 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 no. Then he said he didn't want to do that. So Okay. Well, it's, it's way too much to happen every time. Well, it looks awesome. I'm glad it was delicious. This is available at Anandapur Bus and Trilobites as well. So you can get it in two different places. Do you remember how much it was, Sam? $5.99. $5.99. That's pretty good because that's, yeah. a, that's a big ice cream cone. Yeah, all their ice cream. So we went to the um, the bus. the Yeah, Anandapur. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and... Um, every ice cream cone that they serve to someone is a ton of ice cream. Yeah. And if you get it in a cup, you can actually like share it with people a lot easier. And it, they put it in a giant cup. So. Okay, that's a good tip. If you want to share the ice cream, get the cup. Yeah. The Bugs and Grub waffle cone is not the only special treat that's Lion King related and available now. There's also a Simba ice cream sandwich available at Tamu Tamu. Yeah, and we saw um, that as we were walking past there. I told Garrett, we're going to have to get that one day. It looks awesome. Oh my gosh, it looks so good. It's a it's vanilla ice cream sandwiched between two chocolate chip cookies and decorated with a chocolate tail and an image of Simba. And they've got like, it looks like chocolate icing around the image of Simba that makes his mane. Yeah, that looks really delicious. I, I love yeah. a good ice cream cookie sandwich. I'm a little iffy. I like, I don't like a lot of super sweet. And so we'll see how it turns out. I worry Garrett and I won't be able to finish it, but we're going to give it a go. 
I think you just have to believe in yourself. I don't know. I believe my belly gets really upset really easy. <laughs> you just have to you just have to man up in those situations. Oh, you man up. <laughs> um <laughs> A couple other things you can get at Tamu Tamu. They've got Simba's Sunset Dole Whip, which is pineapple Dole Whip topped with red syrup made up of watermelon and coconut. You can't have that, but it sounds good to me. Yeah, I can't have that. And I don't think you're a big fan of coconut anyway, are you? Nope. Yeah. They also have the King's Cooler, which is pineapple Dole Whip with rum topped with red syrup made of watermelon and coconut. You can't have that either. Yeah, you can't have it. That looks That looks pretty good, too. Over at the Shave Ice Cart near Harambe Market, you can get the Asante Slush. Shaved ice topped with watermelon and passion fruit mango syrup. That'd be pretty good. Now, that sounds amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I like shaved ice. If you head over to... Yeah, it sounds good. If you head over to Dawa Bar, Harambe Market, or the Boneyard, you can get the Serengeti Sangria, which is a red sangria. Okay. And then... Um, at various outdoor vending locations, they've got Lion King novelty sipper and a popcorn bucket. And you ought, that popcorn bucket looks pretty cool. It looks like a African drum with Simba carved into it. The sipper is mm-hmm. cool too, but I think that popcorn bucket looks awesome. Yeah, I wonder if that could be one of the part popcorn buckets that you could get refilled at Epcot with their like sour cream and onion or buffalo popcorn that um. always smells good. That bucket sounds nice. I want to see it. Yeah, I think that's something that we ought to check into because it does look really cool. Uh, Only available while supplies last, so it's not going to be there forever. At Joffrey's Coffee and Tea, you can get Lion King latte art. It looks like they'll do, like, sprinkle a little Lion King image onto your foam. Or what was it? I got corrected at Starbucks recently when I called it foam. Aerated Uh, milk or something, the guy said. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what what you said. They said, "Whatever, dude." That barista takes it seriously. I know he looked offended when I said foam. We were talking about the cloud macchiato. I don't know. Maybe there's a, there's a difference in what they put in there and what you would consider foam. But to me, aerated milk or cream is foam. Give me a break. Yeah, it's just foamy. Yeah. Uh, Simba Cupcake is available at Pizza Fari, which is a yellow vanilla cupcake filled with white chocolate mousse and topped with buttercream and an edible Simba candy on top. And then they also have Simba and Nala waffles at Tusker House for breakfast. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I've noticed a lot of um, Simba merchandise and stuff. and Not Simba, but Lion King in general. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, in one of the stores we walked into... There was a wall that had a Lion King poster on it, and the, there was a lot of Lion King uh, items around it. Yeah, awesome. the poster you could take a picture with. It was oh, like a cool. picture. So. It was like a backdrop. Yeah, that kind of thing. Thanks. That, that's awesome. Yeah, it, it, they do say that as part of this celebration, there's special Lion King-themed merchandise at Mombasa Marketplace, Discovery Trading Company, and the Island Mercantile. So, yeah. It's Lion King stuff everywhere, Garrett. Just in time to celebrate your annual pass. Lion King stuff everywhere at the Animal Kingdom. It seems appropriate, don't you think? Yeah. One of the other things we tweeted about uh, this week, did you see that starting this year, they're going to start doing holiday decorations at the Animal Kingdom? Oh, cool. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. I think they're doing a lot of like crafty looking decorations and um, over in the Asian area, like especially 
like near where the the up bird show and stuff is like in the the india area they're doing uh diwali celebration over there for the holiday okay. it looks like it's going to be super cool very festive lots of cool stuff to see I'm excited about that. I, I was saying, I think Animal Kingdom kind of feels festive and energetic all the time anyway. So this is just going to like take that idea and just crank it up, I think, for the holidays, which is really cool. Yeah, that's cool. I'm excited to see the holidays around here, you know, and Garrett and I are having a lot of fun, but I'm ready to do some of this stuff with all of you all to get all of us together, you know? And yeah. Well, what other stuff did you get to do on your first day as a pass holder, Garrett? Well, Flight of Passage was uh, was pretty fun. We went to Expedition Everest um, after that. And what else did we do? Yeah, we really kind of just wandered around Animal Kingdom. and then we didn't, ride, we didn't ride Journey into Imagination, which is what I wanted to ride. Yeah, the figment. But where did we go instead? We went up to the DVC lounge on top of it. What? You went to the DVC lounge on top of Journey to Imagination. How did you pull that off? Uh, we snuck in. You did not <laughs> sneak in. You're going to go to Mickey Mouse jail. <laughs> no, we met up with Allison and her mom, Norma, at WDW Minibar. Mm-hmm. Um, and her mom is DVC, so she got us up there. And we got cokes and chips and hung out for a little while and just kind of cooled off because it really feels like heat is like stuck under your skin for like a while after you get out of the heat here <laughs> well it's being held in by all the layers of sunscreen and sweat you got yeah yeah well that's awesome i would have never been to that lounge i am super jealous of you all that is not fair at all um i've been twice yeah i know no kidding. Nick Salcedo took me once. Yes. Now our, Allison has taken me. Nick Salcedo, our Disney Capture the Magic Vacations travel agent specialist. Well, I mean, I almost filled DVC even though we haven't purchased ours yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, good for you. Hey, I said it a long time ago. I'll say it again. If you're coming to Disney, let me know. I enjoy free things and purchase things for me. <laughs> So how is that lounge like is it pretty big? Is there a lot of seating? Like what does it look like in there? Well, there are seats around like on one of the walls. Mm-hmm. And then the other wall has its window where you just look out at all the Epcot stuff. And then the other walls, I didn't really get to see one of them, but one had Coke freestyle machines and it had a PlayStation. Oh wow. And um and it had probably something else, but the, it, there was no console inside. Okay. Yeah, it used to have a couple consoles of um, free-to-play video games on. So That's awesome. So you can get snacks, drinks, and you can play PlayStation? I mean, yeah, they had um, a Star Wars The Force Awakens Lego game. Wow. This sounds like a place Garrett would never want to leave. <laughs> <laughs> I had a hard time leaving. Yeah. And air conditioning, I guess we should say that. That's enough to keep you in there by itself. It's in the little um, pyramid. Yeah, the glass area. pyramid. Mm-hmm. Glass pyramid above uh, Journey to Imagination. So I think today Garrett and I will ride that ride, though. Once we get to Epcot, we're going to go over there and ride. Yes, I, I really want to. We will. Plus, I have the Figment Magic Band now. That's right. Are you going to Hollywood Studios today? 
it's up to Garrett. What do you want to do? I mean, I know we're going to Epcot first. Yeah. Um, and then maybe going over to studios later? Maybe. Okay. Well, I'm very excited for you. I did want to tell you about one other thing in terms of new experiences that you could have. And maybe you might want to go over the Magic Kingdom because you could try this out. There's a brand new PhotoPass experience at the Magic Kingdom. Have you heard about this? No. No. Well, I'm going to tell you about it. You can get a super zoom photo. It's actually like a video of uh, Cinderella's castle where you stand kind of in the hub. The picture is taken from way back. It looks like it's like on top of Casey's or something. They take a picture of you and it's when you look at it at first, it looks like it's just a picture of the castle and the hub and all the fountains and all that. And then it zooms in right up to you and your family. It's one of those like super high pixel detailed pictures that you can like do a super zoom and get the like a really nice picture of, you know, you and your group standing there in the hub in front of the castle. It looks really cool. And they, they say it's limited time. Oh, okay. What if you want, um, instead of like a really nice picture, maybe a picture of you guys breakdancing? Well, I guess you could do that, but you know, it's not going to be a motion capture. It'll just be, you'll be in some weird breakdance pose, I guess. You were so misleading when you said video. Well, the video is that... It, I know what he meant, because they have they no. have videos that are just still pictures. No, that's pictures. misleading. Come on. <laughs> the video just means that it starts as a wide-angle picture of the castle, and then it zooms in to you and your family, and then zooms back out. Yeah. Wow. So, during daylight hours, look for a photographer in the East Plaza Garden at Magic Kingdom Park who will assist you with capturing two one-of-a-kind photos... And a super zoom video from a unique angle above the theme park. Yeah. Well, if there are two, then it's not one of a kind. <laughs> it's two of a kind. <laughs> two of a kind. But they are limited time. I don't know how long they're going to do this, but uh, of course it's included with your annual pass since you all have the photo pass with your annual passes. Yeah, we do. Yeah. But if other people want to have these experiences, you can purchase the Memory Maker um, or you can download individual photos, and they're seventeen nine or sixteen ninety five each. All right. Well, I'm not going to keep you guys any longer. I just wanted to have a quick chat with you and talk about Garrett's first day as an annual pass holder. But I know you've got plans. You're going to go see Allison again and hang out in the parks today. So I hope you all have a great time, and I look forward to hearing all about it later on and living vicariously through you. But, you will, don't worry. Yeah, and we'll um, hopefully have something new that we've experienced this past weekend. Garrett and I are going to try to make um, Memorial Day a water park day. All right. And we're thinking Blizzard Beach. So we're going to check out Typhoon Lagoon just to make sure we're not making the wrong decision. But it won't matter because we can go back another time. So <laughs> You could go to both, actually. You could do half the day at Blizzard Beach, half at Typhoon Lagoon if you wanted to. Yeah. That's a genius, Garrett. But don't tell him I said that. <laughs> it's on record. It's recorded. <laughs> well, that sounds great. I hope you all have a great time. I hope it's not overloaded. But uh, And maybe if you go on Monday, maybe people will be like traveling home or something. I don't know. Yeah. So. One could hope. All right. Well, you all have a great day. And for now, for those of you listening to the podcast, stick with us because we are going to take a break. And we'll be back with M34D.
Welcome back to Monday Morning Monorail. This is M34D. And what's that stand for? That stands for Monday Morning Monorail Disney Deep Dive with the Dawes. And joining me as he does almost every week, we try to do it every week, sometimes we miss, but he is here today, is Landon the Dawes Doan. Landon, welcome back to the monorail. We're styling and profiling right up here in the M34D this week, and not just because we're coming off of AEW's Double or Nothing. No, this happens to do with uh, one Nature Boy, Ric Flair. We are here today to talk about the life of Ric Flair, finally. (laughs) Yeah, um, at least in metaphor, because uh, we're going to talk, maybe not, we won't use his name. Let's call him Space Mountain. Okay, well, all right, that's fine. I mean, it might be one of the oldest rides, but there's a reason it always has the longest lines. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, it's true. Yeah, buckle up. If you do not like wrestling, you are going to hate this segment. <laughs> there might be several uh, references along the way. That's okay. okay. I'll keep them to a minimum. I know wrestling can be kind of a divisive thing, so it, bare it, minimum. It can be. I think there's a pretty big crossover audience, in my opinion, but... I'm sure yeah, there are like, those, like, you know, of course you have them on either side of the Venn diagram, but I think, I think the crossover is, is a big portion. <laughs> we know old man Frank likes uh, wrestling. <laughs> That's right. This one's for Frank. Sending this one yeah. out to Frank. If there are those out there who don't know what Space Mountain is, I'll explain it to you. It is an indoor roller coaster. That's it. But it is in the dark. It is in the dark, and they call it high speed. I think it might feel that way, but as we're going to talk later on in this particular segment, it may not be as high speed as you think it is. Um, We'll take some bets. We might do an over-under on uh, what we think the speed of Space Mountain is. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. Because I do do have a crippling gambling problem. Wait, no, never. (laughs) Um, It is a dual-tracked steel roller coaster, and it is located in Tomorrowland at the Magic Kingdom. This particular attraction is unique. Why? Because it shares something in common with the Country Bear Jamboree. Landon, do you know what that is? Uh, They're both in Walt Disney World. And at Disneyland. But you know how we've talked about a lot of rides being duplicated and ported from Disneyland to Disney World? Yes. Well, the Country Bear Jamboree and Space Mountain are examples of rides that were first in Orlando and were eventually duplicated over to Disneyland. Huh, that's pretty cool. I did not know that. Yeah. um, So, of course, the original idea was that Space Mountain was going to open at Disneyland first. Um, This was one of Walt's ideas back in the mid-60s. He wanted to have a space-themed roller coaster, and it it was going to be Spaceport. And, uh, but the, the, the issue they ran into was that they felt like it was a little too much like the Matterhorn. And of course, around this time as well, uh, Walt, um, they were, they were focused on the Florida project that took a lot of their, um, attention and then Walt passed away. And so the idea of putting it in Disneyland just kind of went by the wayside And this was not a day one attraction in the Magic Kingdom at Walt Disney World either. It actually opened in 75. So it took a little time to get it there. But yeah, it landed. Landed? You like that? It landed (laughs) in Tomorrowland at the Magic Kingdom first, which was, that was a surprise to me too when I first learned that fact. Yeah, I'm really surprised because just for whatever reason, especially since, you know, like, I guess for whatever reason, Matterhorn came first in Disneyland, so I guess in my mind, I, I thought that Space Mountain came first in Disneyland as well. 
Yeah. And I don't know. It, yeah, and it would have. So it was 1964. Walt actually was speaking with designer John Hinch and had the idea of uh, renovating. As they were renovating Tomorrowland, he wanted the focal point to be a spaceport roller coaster. And they, I'm sorry, they they were going to call it Space Voyage. Um, okay, all was right. going to be the uh, name. Yeah, yeah. It's like spaceport, kind of a weird name for a ride. Yeah, but they wanted it to be designed like a spaceport. That um, makes more sense. Yeah, and uh, the, the at first I thought you said Space Force. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. No, that's a current it's gonna reference. Be, it's going to be brilliant. <laughs> yeah, Walt had the idea. <laughs> We're um, going to stop all the space pirates, as you saw in the movie <laughs> Treasure Planet. <laughs> um, so, original concept artwork was worked on by John Hinch, Clem Hall, George McGinnis, and Herb Ryman. Um, and it continued to be refined in the next few years by WED Enterprises. It was in 1966 when the attraction actually they they changed the name over to Space Mountain, and uh, I got to tell you, man, Space Mountain is has and always will be probably one of my favorite rides in all of Walt Disney World. I love it, I and I have ever since I was a kid, and it has such um, a huge nostalgia for me. It's when I think about going to Magic Kingdom as as a wee tyke. One of the things I can remember distinctly is my experiences in Space Mountain, and it's and it wasn't just the ride. I mean, of course, it was the ride, but but it was also the the Star Tunnel um, going in the queue, yeah. um, which they had to do because Space Mountain's actually located outside of the footprint of Magic Kingdom, and so the Space Tunnel is underground. You actually go under the railroad to get outside of the footprint of the Magic Kingdom, and uh, yeah, so. Um, that you know that solved a problem because Tomorrowland has some limited space, of course. So they had to find a way to, to squeeze it yeah. in there. Um, but but the, but I can't imagine that ride without the spaceport. I mean, space tunnel at Star Tunnel. And if you if you go to Disneyland, they don't have that. Like you just walk right in the building. So that would be odd what? to me. Yeah, no Star Tunnel would be very odd. Um, and I actually have not experienced Space Mountain in Disneyland. When I went there, it was something that I didn't get to do. I'm telling you, my experience at Disneyland was very disappointing in, from <laughs> from the perspective of I didn't get to do uh, Matterhorn and I didn't get to do Space Mountain. Shoo. Like, yeah. like Space Mountain, you, you've experienced on, on the East Coast, but like Matterhorn, dang. I know. Mm. I know. It, it killed me. that It was down that day. It was like down for refurb, and I was like, really? The w- Timing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that was a heartbreaker. But... Uh, so you wouldn't have the Star Tunnel, but I, I guess you would still have like the uh, another thing that sticks with me is the Star Tunnel music. So the cue music for uh, for Space Mountain, I love it. It's one of my favorite soundtracks. It's one of those things I can put on in the background when I need to focus. That <laughs> that and Tomorrowland background music in general, those are two of my favorite area music things to kind of put on. It's interesting you say when you want to focus. Do, do those two songs particularly like get you in the zone? Yeah, I think so. It's like because it's something that I know that I like. It puts me in a good mood, and I don't have to really pay a lot of attention to it. It just it gives yeah, yeah it gives me it puts me in a, a good headspace. I would say I get that. Well, and it's like uh, talking on the music, something part of the cue. Uh, can we give a shout out to the games in the queue? yeah brand new edition? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean like that is a newish edition, and I do remember you know pre games in queue and post games in queue i am pro games in queue because especially on uh high traffic days in the park and you 
you're not always going to have that fast pass that lets you zip through the queue, which by the way, this I think is my favorite fast pass to get at Walt Disney World. Okay, outside of Flight of Passage, but you know, that goes without saying. But it's like, I love those games because it can take a queue that without the games, it, you're going to feel every second of that, you know, 65 minute wait. But with, but with those games, just clicks right along. Yeah, it really does help. I will say one thing about the Space Mountain wait. In Orlando, you are indoors most of the time. Like it's it, that is true. I mean, it would have to be an extremely long line for there to be any queue outside, and it does happen. Um, mm-hmm. It does happen, but for the most part, you're going to be indoors as you wait for Space Mountain, which is nice because it's it's dark and it's cool. So that's good. Mm-hmm. The games help. This is not a continuous load ride like some of the other rides that we've talked about where you're going to, the line moves or feels like it's moving quicker because you continuously move, but it's not far off because the way that they have set up the, the trains for Space Mountain is you've got two rockets and each has three seats and they load them up and get them moving pretty quick. So you're not having to stand and wait in the load zone for a train to make the full circuit through the ride. You know, as soon as they get a rocket loaded and send it along, the next one's coming up to get loaded. It's right there. Yeah. Yeah. Though I will say, <laughs> as soon as they split the lines and they go, what's what's the name of it? Like uh, Alpha and Omega, mm-hmm. another uh, double or nothing reference. As soon as they split the lines into Alpha or Omega, I feel like the weight just goes through the roof because for whatever reason, I always forget that they split the lines. I'm like, all right, here we go. We're almost done. Crap. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it does that trick of you didn't see that part of the line. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And so when just it like, does, it's just like when I stood in line for Flight of Passage. Oh, I'm almost done. I'm in. I'm. I'm getting ready to go into the lab. Oh, son of a. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of switchbacks after they switch you between. Yeah, uh, split you between Alpha and Omega for sure. Um, but you know what used to make that part of the line a little more tolerable? Back in the days of the FedEx sponsorship. They used to have something called SMTV. Oh my gosh. This is one of my SMTV. favorite one of my favorite all-time Q features. It was like a news program that was going I mean it switched through channels. Um, but it was like all these TVs set up throughout the queue where you could see them no matter where you were. And it would start out with Space Mountain Space Mountain Mission Control, which was by the way Mario Lopez talking to you and he'd be like we're just about ready for launch in the meantime i'm gonna scan the galaxy and find the latest news for you to you know (laughs) see while you're waiting and so it would you know go through channels and then it would pop up one of the continuing features was crazy larry and is like all this stuff all this junk he was trying to sell people it was basically like a (laughs) it was like a uh like an antique shop and he was trying to sell you satellites and whatever else um and then it would go to like a weather channel where it's like telling you about um well meteor showers or something (laughs) yeah yeah not you know all through all through the solar system you know so what's the weather like on mercury it's going to be very hot um (laughs) you know i can confirm yes though uh i am curious does he call you a preppy (laughs) he never he never calls anybody a preppy but this i mean so this was like um mid 90s uh, yeah, because I mean, like uh, the FedEx sponsorship was what. Uh, looking at the notes, ninety four to two thousand. So I mean, yeah, that would that would be mid nineties. Yeah, so it was it was really close to the Saved by the Bell days, not too far off from the college years, anyway. 
Uh, I'm curious. Like, I wonder if he started with the Access Hollywood and stuff like that. Or by then, extra. I yeah. don't know. I don't know. Uh, and I was wondering too. You know, a lot of times when Disney pulls in people to be featured, especially people who you would recognize, to be featured on something for an attraction, it's usually because they've also been involved with a movie or a Disney TV show. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and I don't. I'm not sure if Mario Lopez really did anything else Disney aside from this. Although I could have well, seen him. He should have been a Mickey Mouse Club kid. I mean, he is of the age to be a Mickey Mouse Club kid. Oh, but I, I have one fun fact about Mario Lopez. The One of the first whoa, appearances... Whoa, whoa, whoa. As you know, I am the judge of fun facts, so okay. I, will, I will decide. Go ahead. You, you determine if this is fun or not. One of his first appearances on TV ever was on The Golden Girls. Okay, that is indeed fun. <laughs> All right. I, I deem it fun. Okay. He was, a troubled, he was a troubled teen. Um, uh, just doing a quick Google search. There is some uh, video of the Space Mountain short films, but uh, it doesn't look like there was ever a Space Mountain movie or even a made-for-TV movie or anything like that. No, I don't think so. But <laughs> that can't be far off, man. We're getting ready to have a Jungle Cruise movie. Yeah, like... It's starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson, so I'm sure it'll be fine. But, yeah, that really does feel like how long until we get a Space Mountain movie? Because, I mean, heck, we live in a world where not only did they make a successful Pirates of the Caribbean movie, they made several successful Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Yeah. And we've got a Jungle Cruise restaurant now. I guess you could say we're kind of getting a Space Mountain restaurant, but it's going to be an Epcot. I'm going to count it, though, because really the concept... The concept is that you're in like a spaceport and you can see like space outside the windows and all that. It's very Space Mountain-y, that restaurant. I got to say. Yeah, saying all that out loud, you would think that would be attached to like somewhere on Space Mountain. Yeah. It kind of is by monorail. <laughs> okay, yeah, sure, absolutely. And, it, and with that logic, I live right down the street from Walt Disney World because we're only connected by airplane. <laughs> well, well, there you go. I mean, close enough. Um, well, I have annual pass holder landed down. Come on. Well, I really do encourage you. If you can find on YouTube the SMTV videos, I would. I really think you should watch them because they were very enjoyable. Before the FX sponsorship, Space Mountain was actually part. FX. What did I say? FX. FX. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Well, I mean, Disney now owns FX, so screw it. Yeah, before the, before the FedEx sponsorship, uh, the other sponsor was RCA, and they, they actually sponsored when the ride was being built. And part of that was because Disney used RCA for all their communication in Orlando, and so uh, they committed $10 million to a future attraction, and Disney decided it would be Space Mountain. So that's why we had RCA sponsorship up until 93, 94. And that's when FedEx took over. But FedEx is the one that always sticks in my mind. And um, if I remember correctly, in the post scene, the post ride scenes, uh, when you would be on like the little moving platform and you'd see like the kitchen of tomorrow and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. I feel like I remember seeing a, um, it was like a FedEx concept vignette that was kind of giving you the idea that sometime in the future we're going to be able to take a package break it down to atoms and beam it through space and then reassemble do you know what I'm talking about do you remember seeing that I, I feel like I saw something similar to that but at the same time, it's been a hot minute since I went through the FedEx-sponsored yeah. uh, Space Mountain. But yeah, like, like I'm glad you brought up the 
what you call it, the post uh, post ride sequence or whatever. It's like, I'll be honest. My favorite part of that thing is like, I can just bounce up and down on it. Cause it <laughs> like, like you bounce when you step. It's awesome. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You got to love the moving platforms. Mm-hmm, yeah. I think it's officially post-show. So we have pre-show, post-show. So that's post-show. You've got the moving platform okay. that takes you by the, yeah, all that fancy stuff. And they still do have the kitchen of tomorrow, but a lot of that's changed. And, uh, I'm going to have to do some research on that. I'll fact check myself and see if I can find maybe someone's taken some pictures or has some video of this FedEx propaganda. But, you know, that that whole <laughs> sponsorship. They oh, sorry. The term sponsorship. That whole idea was kind of, you know, blown up and created into the concept of uh, the extraterrestrial alien encounter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say that sounds very similar to the pre-show sequence for extraterrestrial. Yeah. Poor Gizmo or Skippy or Flippy Skippy. or whatever it's yeah. yeah, there it is. I got it right on the side. <laughs> yeah. I'm not I'm not misremembering Skippy as a FedEx package. It really was a separate thing. <laughs> I'm trying to think of if I can remember. I can't I it's one of those it's another one of those things that I can't remember my first time writing it. I feel like I've always been aware of it. It's always it's always kind of been there in my head. I don't remember ever feeling afraid of it it's always been a fun ride to me I'm, i know garrett before we wrote it the first time he felt a little nervous but um i think you ride this thing one time and and you realize it's either going to make you nauseous it might make you nauseous but it's not anything to be afraid of um and that's because it is now time to reveal the speed of the ride landon i don't know if you've looked at it yet but if you haven't i would love your guess at how fast space mountain runs um, I will say 27.75 miles per hour. Did you look at it? No. Okay, so if you round it up, you're, you are exactly right. It's 28 miles per hour. Wait, shut up. Seriously? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was I was gonna I was doing twenty seven point seven five because I thought it sounded pretentious. But look at that! I can be pretentious and right. You you very nearly nailed it. That's I'm I'm gonna say you did nail it. That's amazing. That's fantastic. Yeah, uh, the ride lasts. I'm, I'm very pleased with myself, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> the ride lasts two minutes and thirty eight seconds. It can be seen from the TTA Tomorrowland People Mover. Um, yeah, I, I always think that's that's so cool. Like like. I think that might be my favorite scene of the TTA. It's like whether or not you actually see one of the trains, you know, trucking up to space, you still get to look at it. I think that's awesome. Yeah, it is very, very cool. All right. Now it's time for you to determine if the following facts are fun. All right. So first one, according to my notes, this was the first roller coaster to be enclosed entirely indoors. So the world's first indoor roller coaster. Well, I'm a fan of World's First, so uh, I am, in fact, deeming this fact fun. All right. Number two, the height of Space Mountain was intentional. So at the top, at its peak, the building is 183 feet tall. And this was built so that it didn't rival the height and level and the impressiveness of Cinderella's Castle, since that was meant to be the most impressive focal point of the park. The building that contains the attraction is also 300 feet around which makes it, you know, pretty huge and impressive. So, 183 feet tall. Is that a fun fact? Too many words, too many numbers, uh, and the way you started it, saying their height was uh, by design or was on purpose. Like, what did they think? It was just going to grow and be like, hey, look at that. It's that tall. So, <laughs> no, that is not a fun fact. Okay. <laughs> All right. I think I'm this, a cruel judge. I think this one's better. This was the first roller coaster to be controlled by computers. 
Okay, yes, that is indeed a fun fact. I'm a fan of firsts and and computers. Easy for me to say. This one has numbers, so I feel like you're going to think it's not fun. Oh, God. All right. The steepest slope of any drop in Space Mountain is 39 Oh, God, am I going to have to find for X now? (laughs) Yes, I'll give you... (laughs) The variable is the slope, or is the the angle. It's 39 degrees. 39 degrees is the steepest you'll ever go, which that's not very steep. Um, my favorite degrees are 98, so I'm going to deem that not fun. Okay. And I don't know if this is still true because I know we have Everest now, but for the longest time, they would uh, Disney would tell you that Space Mountain was the largest mountain in all of Florida. So I will deem that fun, even though, like you said, we do now live in a world with Disco Yeti. Yeah. And the, the last some fun facts. The last note that I had was that it's the oldest active coaster in the state of Florida. Okay, I'll also deem that fun. Whether or not you're trying to declare it fun, I am declaring it fun. All right. So Space Mountain, it's, it's great. Woo. Yeah. And and limited Ric Flair references, actually. I'm really proud of myself, especially when I uh, when I teased uh, at the start of this segment uh, how it was going to go, yeah. Yeah. I mean, do you have any more Ric Flair references to make before we wrap up? Um, there was that one article that Bro Bible put out in 2017 where Ric Flair claimed that uh, 10,000 ladies have ridden the uh his space mountain <laughs> okay so uh i'm gonna deem that one fun too that is a super fun fact <laughs> i think we should wrap it up what about you yeah yeah we are way past due uh l-a-n-d-o-z please go follow me landon down i'm the best landon down not the rest uh that's where you can uh find me 280 characters at a time also on the website buttmunchchips.com buttmunchchips sit on your butt and munch uh, that's where you can find podcasts uh, such as Game of Thrones Talk, a.k.a. Got Talk. Uh, you can find the R&D Project. You can find Near Fall Radio. But instead of all that nonsense, I would suggest you head over to the iTunes store and search the name of each said podcast and be sure to subscribe and leave us a five-star review. Remember, five stars or GTFO. And if you're a fan of the Sweet Science Professional Wrestling, there is some rumors that uh, Near Fall Radio might be making a comeback because myself and Will Rab are kind of excited over what just happened with All Elite Wrestling's debut pay-per-view double or nothing. Well, that sounds great, Landon. I do encourage all of you, if you are in that Venn diagram of Disney fan and wrestling fan, Landon puts out a great product on Near Fall Radio and then the R&D Project and Got Talk, all that great stuff over there. Go check him out, buttmunchchips.com. Landon, thanks for joining us once again. I hope you have a great Memorial Day, and we'll talk next week. Glad to do it. By the way, tell me what you thought about the controversial Game of Thrones ending. Everybody, please, come on. Let me know. <laughs> we'll get into it over on Twitter. We'll see you there. We'll meet you there. Or will you? Welcome back to the monorail. This is the final segment of today's Memorial Day Spectacular. And we're going to round it out by looking back on what was Star Wars Day. You know, coming up in August, there's going to be a large expansion to Disney's Hollywood Studios. I don't know if you've heard about this, but... 
What? On August 29th, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge will open. What's that? To the public. I've never heard of it. It is a far off distant land called Batu. We will be visiting Black Spire Outpost. Hmm. And we will officially be walking in Star Wars land. So, are you speaking English right now? Because I'm pretty sure... I'm speaking basic. Batu is not a word. It's a Star Wars word, and we're going to be living it. Living it up in Batu. Get used to it. <laughs> bat, bat. So we're going to talk a little bit about Star bat. Wars and the Walt Disney World parks while you struggle struggle with that word. Bat, bat, Batu. 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 Yeah. So McKenna. Yes, that's me. Even though Galaxy's Edge isn't open yet, we already have Star Wars attractions and shows and all ki- nighttime show, all kinds of things going on in Walt Disney World parks. What? And we've experienced some of these things ourselves. I don't remember this. For example, there's a little ride called Star Tours. It had the voiced uh, voiceover actor. You may have heard of him, Paul Rubens. That's a sandwich. Or <laughs> Pee Wee Herman. Oh my God! Was the voice of Rex, and he was the pilot of the original Star Tours. And then he got retired when C3PO took over. Oh. When they updated it. But he's back because he's going to be the DJ at Oga's Cantina in Galaxy's Pee-wee Edge. Pee Wee Herman's the DJ? The Pee Wee Herman robot, yeah. Pee Wee Herman is a DJ. Yeah, so I expect that anytime you say the magic word in Oga's Cantina, everybody's going to go, ah! What's yeah. the magic word? It's different all the time. You never know. Oh, okay, yes. Like I get Playhouse. it. What? it What's today's magic word? I don't know. Okay, I'm not fine. hanging out with Pee Wee. Yeah, well, maybe you should. I would enjoy hanging out with Pee Wee. We could ride bikes. We could go on a big adventure. A big bike adventure. Yeah. But Pee Wee is not what I wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk about Star Wars. (laughs) What do you think about Star Tours? Do you enjoy it? I do. I feel like I get a lot of the same thing, though, sadly. Because we all... I feel like we get the same cycle a lot. But we get different people giving us, like, save the rebel. So... Uh Uh-huh. We've had Yoda. Yeah. And we've had... Did we have Leia one time? We had Leia. We've had Darth Vader. The hologram was Darth Vader? I don't remember No, that. Darth Vader. Yeah, I was talking we've about had, the hologram. Yeah. That well, comes in and talks to us. Yes, we've had Yoda quite a few times. We've had Yoda a few times. But I think we got Leia once. I think so. I feel like the beginning's always different for us, but it always ends the same. On uh, Naboo? Yeah. Crashing into the um, Naboo starships? Yeah. We've had that one a few times for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. I like Star Tours. I liked the original version of Star Tours. You always got to do the trench run on the Death Star. Yeah. That was pretty cool. But I like the new version. I like that it's random. I wish it was more random for us. Yes. We haven't had great luck. I would love to be the Rebel Spy at some point. I would love to, too, but I'm pretty sure they pick kids. I don't think they always pick kids. I've definitely seen adults get picked as the rebel spy. I feel like it's more likely to be a child, though, in, well, in the middle row. But I have childlike wonder. That You got a beard, though, so... I'll shave it. No! I'll wear... You know how they make bald caps? I'll wear one on my face. That would be so funny. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll look like a child. I'll draw on rosy cheeks. Don't children have rosy cheeks? No, they got... Fat cheeks. Yeah, fat rosy cheeks. Got a, you can hide food in there. Mm-hmm. That would be just like a child. Macaroni. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we got Star Tours. Okay, what else? What else is there? Well, we do have the Star Wars launch bay. That's true. Which 
kind of has a few different things going on. We've got a little bit of a kind of museum aspect in there. Which I think is awesome. Which is very cool. And then we get to meet characters. And for now, it's Chewbacca. Chewbacca. Kylo Ren and BB-8. Kylo Ren? More like Kylo Run. Sometimes. Sometimes Ray shows up. Occasionally. And uh, it used to be that you could meet Darth Vader there, and I'm sad that we never got to meet Darth Vader. He'll probably still come back for, like, special occasions, but... That's so sad. I love Darth Vader. He's my favorite. Yeah. It would have been... I don't know why. They should rotate it, for sure. Hate Anakin. Love Darth Vader. You hate Anakin. Why why do you hate Anakin? Because he hates sand, and I I love the beach. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. You You two should... Never have a relationship. It won't work out. It's one thing that we don't have in common, so I can never talk to him. Yeah, that's right. You know, they they expanded out. They do have stormtroopers that walk around in there. And the stormtroopers come out and walk around in the parks, like up to the theater. Yeah. That's where you and Garrett got to meet them. I got harassed by stormtroopers quite a bit. While we were sitting in the museum, I got harassed by... (laughs) Stormtroopers, even then. That's because you look like you're up to no good. I am always up to no good, so they got keen senses. And they actually decided to go through your bag. That was fun. I, <laughs> it would have been funny if they found feminine products. <laughs> <laughs> they pulled out, what, a lip gloss? Yeah, they pulled out my lip gloss, and I was like, oh, haha. Yeah. Don't take my stuff. Occasionally, there are Jawas oh, that I walk didn't know around, that. and you can, like, trade with them. What yeah. do you trade? Just whatever you have. They'll trade stuff with you. So I can give them my lip gloss? Apparently, my yeah. lip gloss means something. Mm-hmm. What, do you, what do you... Where are they? Well, I think it's just for special occasions that Jawas come out. But that would be really fun. And maybe maybe there'll be more of that kind of thing in Galaxy's Edge. I hope so. Jawas walking around and you can trade with them. Sometimes they'll give you like stickers or, or different things like that. It just depends. I don't know. Like If you trade them a lip gloss and they give you a sticker, later on, if someone trades them... I don't know, a fortune cookie that they <laughs> have left over from, <laughs> from dinner last night and they kept it in their purse. Maybe they would give them your lip gloss. I don't, that'd be weird. That that's would, probably, that'd be gross. That's that'd be a little gross. germy concerns. Yeah. So maybe they wouldn't do that. I don't know, but it Ew. would be pretty cool to, imagine, to do some trading with Jawas. Imagine getting used lip gloss from a Jawa. <laughs> <laughs> I'd do it. I'm brave. I'd put on a brave face and put on some lip gloss. <laughs> And, you know, they do the Star Wars Nighttime Spectacular show at the studios that we we actually didn't ever watch. We have yet to see it. Yeah. But I've always enjoyed the interaction and the synergy between Disney and Star Wars, even before Disney purchased the movies, because obviously, huge Disney fan, Star Wars is one of my favorite things ever. So when the two come together, it's like peanut butter and chocolate. No jelly. The two things. <laughs> Peanut butter, chocolate jelly. No, ew. It's, it chocolate goes jelly. very well together. And uh, before they started building Galaxy's Edge, they used to do Star Wars weekends at the studios. Yes. And they'd bring in like a lot of extra gear and they would do like a parade of, of celebrities who had been in Star Wars movies or shows. And they would do all kinds of special interactions and, and different things like that. Um, I wonder if that will ever come back or if that's just permanently gone. I think that might be gone because it might ruin Galaxy's Edge. How? Because it's supposed to be like they've only heard about these people. Right. So all that stuff I would imagine would stay out of Galaxy's Edge. So, but... 
I feel like they're going to try to contain Star Wars in one spot now and maybe like send out troopers and stuff still, but I don't, really don't think that much interaction is going to happen outside of Galaxy's Edge I'm not anymore. sure. I'm not sure because, like you said, so Galaxy's Edge is supposed to be in story. Yeah. So when you go in there, you're not in Disney World anymore. You're in Batuu. And yeah. they're not, they don't know what you're talking about if you try to say, do you know Luke, Sky- or where's the shop where I can buy a Luke Skywalker t-shirt? They have no idea what you're talking about, right? But outside of Galaxy's Edge is actually where you're going to be able to find gear that is like, or merchandise, whatever it may be, that's more more like souvenirs and merchandise from the movies. Yeah. So I still think it's going to be out, I think the Star Wars stuff will be outside of Galaxy's Edge, and that's why they could do it. Because the stuff outside could, you know, be in tribute to the movies and TV shows and stuff. And then the stuff inside is in story. Yeah. So they I, could still do it. I would love for it to come back because I never got to go to a Star Wars weekend. And they still do the runs. Like, they do the run Disney events, the Star Wars Rivals run. And that's still going on. But, um, and they do have, they have occasionally had the Star Wars nights at the studios. Which I forgot about and Landon reminded me of when we were doing M34D. Yeah. Um. So they may still do that. Maybe they won't do the weekends. I would really like them to do like the celebrity parades. I'd like them to do the special character meet and greets. But I am, I guess I keep wondering, do you think the Star Wars launch bay is going to go away or are they going to keep that? I feel like the Star Wars launch bay is something that's temporary. It's always felt temporary. It doesn't feel like a permanent thing. I would love for it to be a permanent thing, but I don't think it's going to be one. Mm -hmm. In Disneyland, I don't know if they had it in Disney World, but they had the the droid that was rolling around interacting with people. It was a, it was like an R two droid. I wonder if they'll have more of that in Galaxy. That would be Edge. cool having droids run around. Mm-hmm. That would be awesome. Yeah, I think it's exciting to think about where we're going, and I can't wait to be able to go to the cantina. I can't wait to be able to go to the milk cart and order blue yes. milk. <laughs> Do you think it's weird that you can only get frozen blue milk? Like they're not going to have just the liquid kind. It's kind of gross. Well, it's like a milkshake almost. Yeah, but whenever I hear frozen blue milk, I think, oh, a giant ice block. No, it's not like that. But milk. No, it'll be more like a milkshake, I would imagine. Like a slushy, like a milk slushy. Or like a milkshake. (laughs) 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 But I don't know. It is weird, but I get it because, you know, why why would you just serve milk? Who would want to go and buy milk? A nice cold milk on a hot day? No, ugh. It's refreshing. Milk's kind of gross. Haven't you ever seen Anchorman? Milk's kind of gross. <laughs> milk is not gross. Milk's kind of gross. And blue milk's going to be even better. And you know, it's uh, non-dairy. Oh, so no lactose? Yeah, no lactose. That's better. So anyone can try the blue and green milk. They'll be green too. Because... We introduced we got introduced to no, green milk in last year. We talk know where about it comes it. from. I don't want We've seen it harvested. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> it's so gross. Oh could you milk the milk? Yeah, you can milk it yourself. Freshly milked. They should add that. That should be an expansion. What else would be cool? I think they're putting some really cool stuff in there already. Mm-hmm. So I don't have a lot to complain about. Besides, you know, milk's gross. But if you could have anything, any kind of experience from the Star Wars universe, like what would be on the list? I Flying in the Millennium Falcon. That's on the list, and we're going to get to do that. You want to be a bad guy. Well, 
Okay, so you're kind of going to be able to do that. I mean, we know there's going to be some storytelling type stuff you can participate in, especially if you stay at the Star Wars Hotel. But if I fly the Millennium Falcon, then that's going to be a good thing mm-hmm. if I do it well. But if I do it poorly, then I'm going to look dumb. So it's kind of a lose-lose situation for me trying to be a bad guy. You you want some sort of a, almost like a Mandalorian type experience. or Sabotage. Or like... A, You'd like to be part of the First Order somehow. I want to be a First Order officer. Mm-hmm. It would be cool if they made some sort of like Path of the Dark Side experience. Yes. Yeah. It would like maybe, you know how they're doing the secret door thing? Like you can open up secret places with the mm-hmm. play Disney. They could do that. But for the they, on the app, they could have a Path of the Light and Path of the Dark that you can go down. It could be like an interactive oh, game that inter- you can run there around you go. and do. That's a really good idea. So you have missions that progress based on the way that you do them. It's kind of like that game. Was it like Force Unleashed where you could either be dark or light? I can't remember which one it was. Is it the one on the computer? No, no that's it was a, this was a console game. Okay. Anyway, based on your choices, maybe you can, you can choose to complete the miss- missions that lead you down the dark path. And then at the end of it, you know, that affects your reputation and your standing in Galaxy's Edge. And then you could be a dark side person, a first order or a Sith or whatever. Yeah. That'd Ooh, be pretty imagine neat. being a Sith. Yeah. It could be like, you could, it could be the Jedi and the Sith and you can move stuff with the force with your freaking phone. With your freaking phone. With your freaking phone. Because technology is our superpower. It is. It is. <laughs> technology is the superpower I've always wanted. Yeah. But. Well, all right. I like it. I think it's a good idea. Disney? That's another million dollar idea from McKenna. But anyway, um, really exciting stuff. I, I can't wait to actually be able to experience Galaxy's Edge. People in Disneyland are getting getting to do that this weekend. It's going to be amazing. I'm super excited about it. Um, I'm going to be wearing my brand new Star Wars it's shirt. It's so ugly. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of my most popular tweets of all time from the Monday Morning Monorail podcast Twitter. It's so bad. If you want to see it, at Morning Monorail, go take a look at my beautiful shirt. I'm it, wearing it right now. It's so busy. I'm going to wear it today as we go out into the world. It's distracting almost. <laughs> It's all good. It's a good distraction. No, it's not. All right. Well, let's lap lap it. We're going to lap it and wrap it today. Um, thanks, McKenna. I didn't even introduce you when we started it's this cool. off. I'm the man with no name. But thank you for joining me to talk Star Wars today. Thank you all for listening so much. We would love for you to interact with us throughout the week. You can do that at our Twitter, at Morning Monorail. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on YouTube. You can hit us up. We have an email, mondaymorningmonorail at gmail.com. And then we have a voicemail, 407-917-2144. Call us up. Tell us what you love about Disney and Star Wars coming together in one beautiful... Holy matrimony. Yes. One beautiful marriage of fandom. It's awesome. And while you do that, we'll be packing things up. We just got a few more weeks here at the house before we move it on down to Orlando and reunite the monorail family. So... Wish us luck. We still got a lot to do. But thanks for listening again. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Yeehaw. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for riding with us today. We hope you enjoyed the journey, and we look forward to seeing you again next week. Until then, we want to hear from you. Send us questions, comments, and suggestions on Twitter at Morning Monorail. Our email address is mondaymorningmonorail at gmail.com. You can also call our voicemail at 407-917-2144. As we approach the station, gather your belongings and please watch your step as you exit. <laughs> See y'all.